Hey, what's going on, family? This is your boy, Brother Tech. This is the Niso Technico Show. Today, we're going to talk about Chad Wheeler. Uh, just keeping everything up to date. Uh, media has not covered him to where I feel it's efficient, but they love covering our black men when they do something uh, like having a consensual relationship with another man's wife. Evidently, that's that's newsworthy for for about a month or several weeks. But you know, when an athlete, particularly a white athlete, beats a woman's face to the point where she needs facial reconstruction surgery, you know, and this is an NFL player, big dude, big boy, and it doesn't warrant more than a few days and then just apologies talking about so-called mental health. No, we're going to stay on this helmet. So family, uh, we're going to pay some bills and we're going to jump right into this take. Okay, family, so we're going to get right into it. Uh, Chad Wheeler, for those of you that don't know, Chad Wheeler is the uh, NFL player, former NFL player, lineman, who had uh, beaten up his girlfriend half to death. And um, he's kind of claimed mental illness is part of the cause of why this happened. And I want to clarify a few things. I definitely got into some uh, articles and... I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right now, family. Look into this case if you have any like certain particular questions. But when you look into it, look for the interview. Definitely look for the interview uh, between Aaliyah Taylor and CBS and listen to what she has to say. Um, I am going to read a few articles and things that quote her, but I feel that it's better to go into her mouth um, because they do change a few things. A few things. I uh, initially had did this episode and I found a few things that seemed a bit inconsistent and I decided to go back and look at it a bit. And in doing so, I realized that there were certainly certain, some, uh, certainly some things that I need to bring to some, uh, bring to the attention. But first things first, uh, the update about Chad Wheeler and the case. So there's an article. So the case started or the trial started at September 26th, and I think we kind of know how uh, how trials work. You're not going to get a whole bunch of information. There's going to be a whole bunch of time waving. There's going to hold, you know, time for them to gather evidence, this and that. It's it's going to be a lot. Witnesses, et cetera, et cetera, right? So we have an article, and I have uh, I have a few. I'm I'm going to read. Actually, no, I'm not going to bother. Like, you, there's one on USA Today. No, I am going to read it. The reason I don't want to read it. But I'm going to anyways, because you can tell that they're trying to be divisive. And the article is pretty much line by line what another article is, but they omit a few of the details. And for those who've been following my podcast for a while, you listen to my breakdown of uh, how Ida B. Wells broke down uh, the media and the newspapers and how the same newspaper or two different newspapers, rather, can talk about the same story and change up some of the details to to the point where Damner becomes a completely different story. And I definitely sense some elements of that existing here. Uh, and I'll explain why, but let's get into the article. Okay, so this is on Seahawks Wire on USA Today Sports. Uh, title, Former Seahawk Chad Wheeler Violates Court Order in Pending Domestic Violence Case. This article is written by Liz Matthews on the date of August 3rd, 2022. Okay. So former Seahawks offensive lineman Chad Wheeler has been on house arrest as a result of his pending felony domestic violence case and has now found himself in even more trouble. 
Wheeler has violated a court order by removing, uh, removing his electronic home monitoring device. A spokesperson with Kings County Prosecutor's Office told ESPN's Brady Henderson on Tuesday. According to uh, court documents obtained by ESPN, Wheeler's defense attorney said that his client was experiencing a quote-unquote mental health crisis on the evening of July 31st when he took off all of his clothes, removed the electronic home monitoring device from his ankle, and began wandering the streets in, uh, in the Seattle suburb of Redmond. Henderson writes, a friend located Wheeler, called for help, and took a photograph of him as he was being tended to by first responders while naked. Wheeler was taken into a, a hospital for mental health evaluation and released the next morning, according to the documents. The ex-Seahawk was first arrested on the domestic violence charge of January 21st, where he allegedly choked his girlfriend at the time until she lost consciousness. Wheeler trials uh, remain set to begin on September 26th. So already, I think you guys can hear some of the issues that I have. Um, and we'll get into that. But first of all, I want to address this alleged. There's damages. There's evidence of the damages. So I don't know how he allegedly did. I think the only the, the only question is, is the reasons why. Um, and he's pleading non-guilty, but we'll get more into that. The other thing that really uh, caught my attention is that this is clearly them trying to build the case of his mental health issue. Um, now, I wasn't sure about this, but evidently he's, no, he's known to have this bi uh, bipolar disorder. Okay. Uh, even, you know, the sister knew about it. However, during their time together, he didn't have any moments like that. And the fact that he did what he did shocked a lot of people. People didn't see that coming from Chad Wheeler, the way that he acted. Okay? And when you get into this article, and we'll get into the one where, because it's really, really bad. It's really bad how, when when you hear the the whole story... It's very, very clear that Miss uh, Liz Matthews wanted to omit certain details to kind of paint Chad in a in a different light, you know, and maybe give some sort of credence to his claims of mental health issues. And we we see this all you know all over the board, uh, particularly. Uh, with white society, white society tries to uh, defend their own. It's, it is what it is. You know, it, it's what they do. I don't know. Whether they're right or wrong, mostly wrong, they want to defend their own when it comes against other people. It's just their behavior, whether it's xenophobia, whether it's just their axiology, you know, person to object and they they see that like I don't I don't necessarily want to get too philosophical or kind of delve too deep into that right now, but we see that it is what it is. So let's get into Brady Henderson. Brady Henderson is the one who wrote the article uh, for ESPN, the uh, where she got her information from. So I'm going to go through it somewhat quickly, um, but uh, yeah. And this was written August 2nd, 2022. So Seattle, former, uh, but the reason I'm going to go through it quickly, I didn't explain that, is because it's more or less the same thing, but you'll kind of, you'll be able to tell what was 
omitted. And then we'll get into another article because I want to get into what Aaliyah Taylor actually said about the whole incident. So in Seattle, former NFL offensive lineman Chad Wheeler, who has been on house arrest since he awaits a trial in his ongoing family uh, domestic violence case, has recently violated a court order by removing his electronic home monitoring device. A spokesperson with the King County's uh, prosecutor's office told ESPN on Tuesday. According to the court documents obtained by ESPN, Wheeler's defense attorney said that his clients were experiencing a quote-unquote mental health crisis on the evening of July 21st when he took off all his clothes, removed the electronic home monitoring device from his ankle, and began wandering the streets in Seattle in the uh, suburb of Redmond. A friend located Wheeler and called for help and took a photograph of him while he was being attended by first responders while naked. Uh, Wheeler was taken to a hospital for a mental health evaluation and then released the next morning, according to the documents. King County's prosecutors asked for emergency hearing uh, to Tuesday afternoon, and which the judge denied the request to raise Wheeler's bail to $800,000 and keep him in custody. Wheeler will remain on electronic monitor with bi-monthly urine analysis, and his quote-unquote medication intake will also be monitored by professionals, and the victim will be notified if there's an electronic home uh, monitoring violation. Wheeler, who attended Tuesday's hearing with the attorney Diego Vargas, uh, previously posted a $400,000 bomb after his arrest in January of 2021. Wheeler had recently finished his second season with the Seattle Seahawks when he was accused of qu- twice choking his then-girlfriend until she lost consciousness. The woman's injuries, uh, injuries inclu- uh, included a fractured humerus and a dislocated elbow. Yeah, because you, you just get all of that from choking someone. Yeah, you just choke someone and all that happens and blood is on the face and yeah, that because that's 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 what happens. Right. Wheeler, who has bipolar disorder, said he was experiencing a manic episode during the incident. The woman, Aaliyah Taylor, said she was unsure of whether the alleged assault was rela- uh, related to Wheeler's mental health. He pleaded not guilty to criminal charges of first degree domestic uh, violence assault, domestic violence, unlawful imprisonment and resisting arrest. Wheeler's trial date is scheduled for September 26, as it was pushed back several times as a result of continuances requested and granted to the defense. Of course, waiving time. So this is something that I've already that I kind of explained in the beginning. Um, this is kind of how court works. You know, when you go in there, you know, the prosecutors are going to kind of do their thing. Defense needs time to get their evidence together, gets things going. It's also done to be a bit strategic as well to kind of weigh down on uh, whoever's prosecuting because they know that, you know, the longer something drags on, uh, the more likely it is for someone to take a deal. And that's that's kind of on both sides. You know, they haven't even gotten to the point where uh, they're going to be doing jury selection. See, the, the trial really doesn't start until you start doing jury selection because then you're going to have all the evidence is pulled in and what actually is going to be ruled on is going to be presented. Okay. So, you know, the things that he's being charged with are the things that they're going to go on. So they're not really going to go for like battery or this and that. Um, now this is the point where you really have to stick to uh, what it is or present new evidence to to create some other charges. Now, a few thoughts. Um, naturally, King County prosecutors would want you know, to raise the bell, like, dude is sitting over here tripping, you know, like, this is not, see, and I think you have to look at it from the perspective, like, from this perspective, okay, this whole insanity plea, especially as it pertains to white folks, is, is way too cliche, it's way too overdone, motherfuckers know that he is not insane, and there's a lot of bipolar motherfuckers who still have to get served that law, now, they're going to try to create a story, and that's what they're doing. They're trying to say, hey, clearly he struggles with mental health because he cut off his electronic monitor, 
stripped down, bucket naked, and walked down the streets. I have several issues with that. Number one, if he's if he's such in such a mental state to where he can do manic things like beat the hell out of his girlfriend and then uh, cut off his electronic monitor, monitor, which is a crime. That that that's a huge that's a violation that where his ass should be back in jail, right? And walk down the street exposing yourself like if you if you're of that type of mindset if your condition is that bad, why isn't there somebody with you monitoring you? Like you would let somebody be like that be by themselves? That doesn't make sense. And if he was that bad, why does the NFL have any uh, information on this, or do they have information on this and this behavior and they're hiding it? Like these are the things that we have to know. I I seriously doubt that because once again, people were genuinely surprised. I challenge anybody to go look at the interviews, look at how people covered this. They were very very surprised to hear that this had happened with Chad Wheeler. He, a lot of people didn't feel like he came off to be one of those guys, but when the details came out, people knew what was up. And let me get into this part where some of these articles don't do it justice. It says, um, and I just want to make sure I get the, the, the proper quote. The woman, Alaya Taylor, says she was unsure of whether the alleged result was, uh, was related to uh, Wheeler's mental health. That's not the case. Now, I'm going to read you this article, but I, I, I ask everyone to go to listen to it. Listen to her words or so. Let her speak. Because sometimes... These articles and these people who write them paraphrase things in a certain way or omit things very, very strategically. Okay, they're in the business of doing that. If you've ever taken mass communications, you've un- you, you understand this. And if you haven't taken mass communications, I, I suggest that you do so you can understand what you're consuming. Okay, with that being said, let's get into this article. This is on newsone.com. Um, and this is supposed to, the source is supposed to be CBS This Morning. So Aaliyah Taylor, the former girlfriend of NFL player Chad Wheeler, spoke out for the first time during a CBS This Morning interview on Wednesday. So this is a year ago. This is uh, this is shortly after the, the whole incident happened. OK, uh, interview on Wednesday recounting her harrowing experience where she was reportedly uh, brutally beaten within an inch of her life by Wheeler in January. See, not not simply a strangle or choked. See, these are this is part of this is part of the issues. You see how like they're trying to really, really downplay uh, what happened to this sister? What happened? This was this was egregious. This was very egregious. But let, let's let's go on further because the the other ESPN article doesn't even cover it. CBS News natural uh, national correspondent uh, Jerrica Duncan sat down with Taylor, 27, during a lengthy interview where she expressed that she feels unsafe. Wheeler, a 27-year-old former offensive tackle for the uh, Seattle Seahawks, big boy, was arrested directly after the incident and released uh, days later on a $400,000 bail. He pled not guilty to charges of first-degree domestic violence assault, domestic violence and lawful imprisonment, and resisting arrest. If convicted, he faces an 8 to 12 years in prison. Wheeler's trial will begin in April. Now, remember, because of time wave and how things work, that's why it keeps getting set. This is, And this is also uh, can be done to wear down um, uh, the prosecutors or the, and the person that's going against them. Like, Oftentimes, when shit happens, you want this stuff to be done, but um, you got to stand. You got to stand with it. Anyway, standing at six seven, weighing at three hundred and ten pounds, Wheeler was unable to be restrained by officers who used a taser when they encountered Taylor in the bathroom of their uh, Seattle home, beaten and bloody. 
Taylor stands at five foot nine. So six foot seven, 310 pounds, and you didn't want to shoot him? Sorry, family. I kind of, I'm, I'm going to go there. I'm, I'm, it's just so funny how they're able to use such restraint in a situation. Six, seven, 310 pounds in an offensive lineman. I guarantee you, if that was Miles Garrett, they shooting his black ass. I guarantee it. Or just like anybody else when that's black. That's, that's so ridiculous. You were able to tase him. That's always going to rub me the wrong way. That's always going to run be the wrong way because what's your excuse? See, all that shit, that fear for my life, all that shit don't mean shit when you're capable of doing this in a situation when a guy's fucking six, seven, three hundred and ten pounds and definitely could probably kick your ass. Okay, I but let me continue. Uh, quote, uh, quoting Taylor, I still have to regularly get my concussion checked. This is weeks after this happened. I have bolts and a steel plate I'm going to have forever in my arm. Does that just sound like choking to you? Does that just sound like, oh, yeah, he, would ju he just choked her two times? And the part where it's imprisonment, he wouldn't let her leave. But that's a whole different thing. That's a whole different thing. But let me continue. She claims that their relationship, which spanned six months, was initially calm and playful. But she noticed a change in Wheeler when he texted her and that he shaved his beloved long locks. Hair. You don't have no damn locks. Taylor says that he knew Ch uh, Wheeler was diagnosed as bipolar and acknowledges it that it was the beginning of a manic episode. I, I encourage everybody to go look at the interview because that's not exactly how she says it. She knew that he was bipolar and thought maybe he's having that, but had never seen him having like that particular episode was strange. So how she's saying, how she's describing it is not exactly accurate. And notice that in some parts I'm quoting and other parts, it's describing what she says. So again, if you want to know exactly what she says, I would advise you to go look at the interview so you can get exactly what she says, because you can kind of already tell how details have been either changed or omitted. You know, now the details say that she was simply choked. If she was simply choked, how the fuck does she have a steel plate in her arm, have bolts that she need, uh, and, and have, you have bolts in a steel plate and had to get a damn concussion check? How does she wake up bloodied if she was just strangled? Broken humorous. Anyway, let me get back to this article. I, got, I need to wrap this up. Wheeler says the uh, incident uh, spiraled out of control, resulting from Wheeler demanding that she uh, bow to him. When she refused, she says things turned physical. So this dude shaved off all his white hair, went bald like, like, a, like, a, like a skinhead. He went full skinhead mode and told this sister to bow to him. Uh, don't give me no goddamn mental illness. That's that same shit they try to pull with Jeffrey Dahmer's crazy ass. See, anytime it's a white boy, they want to excuse their, their, their lunacy, their degeneracy, their evil and vileness with a mental health disorder. White boys shoot up a school, kill all his goddamn classmates. Oh, mental health disorder. And by the way, uh, uh, we got to go, go, we got to go out to Coach Brothers and all these damn uh, uh, gun manufacturers because this is ridiculous. They got to stop making guns that make these babies so evil. Black baby get a gun, you know. And go kill somebody. Oh, shit, he's a criminal. He's a thug. He's this. He's that. There, there's nothing to be said about mental illness, even though there's a strong case 
for what happens in these environments, largely done by the by the government. The effects of what happens when your water is so bad you got to use bottled waters to brush your teeth. Lead levels off the chain, school, like all these different things that can cause mental health. That never becomes a part of the equation. It's always our, our, our morals and ethics are always considered. So black man, be proud because you know that you're greater because they hold you at a greater standard than they can even hold themselves. But back to this article, this, I hate to use that word demonic, but it's very, 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 very few words that really describe what I'm reading to you and family. This is what they've been doing throughout history. What Jeffrey Dahmer did is not an unusual thing if you know their history, if you know about their experimentations, if you know how they came to create some of these medical devices, if you understand what the black woman's role was on the plantation. There was no such thing as a black woman with chastity. A black woman with chastity was going to be punished. So we know what he was telling her. This motherfucker got contacted from his spirits. His old great-great-grandfather said, oh, Chad, you put that negress in her place. He said, yes, sir. Anywho, let's get back to the article. She said he grabbed her neck and refused to let go of her. She told Duncan that she blacked out twice during the episode. Uh, I quote, uh, in quotes, I had touched my face and looked down and there was blood on my arm. And they let blood on my hand, uh, Taylor told Duncan. And I remember getting up and running to the bathroom. Chad was standing by the bed by the doorway and he was sipping his smoothie. And he was like, wow, you're still alive. She then texted her family and Wheeler's father for help. Quotes, I'm grateful he didn't grab me in that moment. I was able to run to the bathroom when uh, he went back into the living room to continue eating. I had texted his dad, too, and I told him that his dad uh, told uh, told him that Chad was trying to kill me and showed him a picture. Dad, uh, Chad's dad called him while he was eating and while I was in the bathroom and he answered and he didn't have any worried at all. And Chad was like, I'm just eating dinner. Nothing's going on. And that terrified me. Another thing I like to point out. Because uh, they talk about she had blacked out twice. Yeah, so she had blacked out twice, got back up, tried to leave. So this is where the Im uh, imprisonment comes in and where she blacks out twice because she tries to leave and he does it again. See, they don't give you all the details. That's why, family, you got to get into the interview. You got to listen to what she says. Okay? Don't just allow people to describe the story to you. See, that's a, that's a mistake we've been making for too long as it pertains to current events or past events. Sometimes we're too comfortable with allowing someone else to describe the events for us, and we have to take their word and their perspective as the gospel. And we should never, ever, ever do that. Anywho, when the police arrived, she said, Wheeler didn't take the same approach with authorities, where according to reports, he has seemed apologetic and disoriented regarding with, uh, what transpired. So the whole thing with him resisting arrest, he just wasn't trying to like cooperate with handcuffs. But according to the sister, he was very cool and cordial with them. The very opposite of how he had been with her. The very same way he had just been when his father called him to ask what was happening. And he was just like, oh, I'm just eating. Nothing's going on. You see, when you're having an episode, you don't pick and choose 
who you lash out at? Or should we question what kind of episode was this? I'm telling you, that great-great-grandfather, that Eustace uh, Shameless. Eustace <laughs> Shameless Wheeler. <laughs> Taylor appeared at court, uh, Wheeler's recent court appearance and explained why she chose to attend. I didn't want him to think that he had power over me and that I wasn't going to defend myself. And I would thought how easy that would be for him and his legal team to be able to say uh, what they want without having to look me in the eye. Naturally, he's been lying since the beginning. They're going to the extremes for him cutting off his electronic monitor, walking down the streets bucket naked. Oh, they're going to go hard to get let, get this white boy off. They're going to they, they're try very, very hard, family. That's why I'm going to try to keep this case in your attention. We got to we we can't just allow them to pick and choose when we want to stand up for something. See, that's they, they do that shit when they want votes. We have to do that stuff of our own volition. We shouldn't do that when when Massa wants to butter up some biscuits to hand out to his uh, to his quote unquote children. Anywho, Taylor says that she believes uh, Wheeler deserves to spend time in jail for his actions. She shared that I, she will never forget the pain in her niece and nephew's voice when they called her, thinking that she may have been dead. I want to try to use the time I've been blessed with to help other people and get this story out and to make sure people don't feel alone and that this doesn't happen again, she said. So I got a couple other statements I need to make about that. Malika Andrews, where the fuck are you when it comes to this sister? See, when it comes to going and attacking black men, Malika Andrews and a bunch of you other uh, uh, coon, uh, coonesses out there, bad wenches. When it comes to sisters that you need to protect, where are you? Where was your voice then? You see, no, because that wasn't attached to a black man. And because that was a black sister, you have no, you have no energy. You had a, a lot of energy for Ime Yadoka, and yet this is a consensual relationship he's having. He's talking about concern for the other women. What you mean the other women that was consensually fucking? What, what are you talking about? Be mad at the Boston Celtics for leaking that information about those women. Because that embarrasses them, but we know all about the white power structure. This goes all the way back to the first anti-miscegenation uh, anti laws following Bacon's Rebellion. Okay, these first anti-miscegenation uh, laws, 1664, penalize white women, not white men for dealing with black women and, and creating all the black, uh, white women for dealing with black men. Malika Andrews, you are too, you too young and foolish. And the crazy part is, when they're done using you, you will have nothing. Ask Wendy Williams about how they use you and what they leave you with. Oh, you think you're going to be Oprah? I know you can't be thinking that. What is the epitome of a biscuit-eating bedwench? Like, what is, what, what is the end game for you? Or is it just what you get right now? Because you look real, we're weak. And it ain't just me. A lot of people, a lot of sisters see how weak you are. You have no energy for this sister here. 
This sister who actually went through something. This sister who needs to be protected. Who's clearly... this Chad Wheeler is clearly being protected. He is clearly getting every benefit. And we know he's guilty. But you guys like to use mental health where, where, where it's convenient. Malika Andrews, because you are a bed wench, you, you like to use mental health as it appeases white zaddy. Because there's no other excuse. And everybody else who's let this story go uncovered, untouched, how dare you speak about this for just a few days and then no other commentary? How dare you? It's a disrespect and it's disingenuous because any other situation, this would be talked about. Had Aaliyah been uh, uh, Alexis, uh, I was about to say Washington, that's black, Alexis Sandoval. Oh yeah, we would we would be still hearing about this situation in that court case. We would still be hearing about it. Malika Andrews, where were you when Kristaps Przingis had that rape case shortly before he went to Dallas? Went from New York to Dallas. People didn't want to talk about that because I didn't hear about it. And people thought it was just a, a just a money grab. See, it didn't even garner any attention. Wasn't enough information out. Wasn't enough facts. Right. But when it comes to the black man and the black woman, oh, yeah. You need, yeah. Is it? Just, just simply being uh, guilty in the minds of somebody is enough fact. Don't even have to be really guilty. Someone just has to think that you're guilty. If we reasonably believe that you're guilty, you see why that's a terrible precedent? Family, go check out my episode, Graham versus Connor. You'll understand a lot, not just about this law, but how they look at you and how they treat you. Because you notice these Karens act, when they call the police, you don't have to do shit wrong. They just have to reasonably believe. They believe that that power exists for them. Not just, not just uh, certain authorities, but for them. They believe that's an inherent white power. So with that being said, family, peace, love, and light. Thank you for supporting uh, this podcast for so long. Definitely going to keep you up to date on situations like this. And I'm going to try to keep you as well informed as possible. Uh, also, yeah, follow my YouTube. I almost forgot how to do all that. Follow my YouTube at Tech TV. Got content on there. Also, you'll catch me on Instagram, you know, and Twitter, Niso uh, Technico for the Instagram and Niso Technico for the Twitter. You'll catch me talking about a lot of these conversations or these topics, and maybe I might cover some things that might be covered here. Who knows? Or you can you can interact with me there. Oh yeah, Discord also coming very very soon, y'all. Very very soon. It's time for us to get prepared. It's time for us to have the tools that we need to also start fighting white supremacy and also start networking so we can become stronger. So peace, love, and light, y'all. Tech out.